Welcome to Flagstaff's Powering Up Women's Program. I'm Marina, the presenter for today's episode, and I would like to introduce Alison Turner, who is Flagstaff's Marketing and Communications Executive. Alison's a whiz at grant writing and designing creative programs to help support and grow Flagstaff. Welcome, Alison. Thank you, Marina, for doing our podcast. This is a fabulous concept. And can I ask, even though you're in marketing and communications, explain what type of work you do. So at Flagstaff, we're hands-on deck for everything. So my role um, is a variety of things, all the marketing, the fundraising, the projects, the events, and of course the grant writing for special programs that our NDIS programs and life choices might need. So no two days are the same. Sounds very interesting actually. Now tell me how you came to be involved in such a project. How did you come up with this idea? So our women's project was basically founded during COVID last year. Uh, So we did some care calls around to all our families to see how everyone was going during the first lockdown of COVID and we found that some of the women were struggling. Um, Some didn't feel very independent at home and we just felt that we needed to power up some of these women. So we applied for some grant funding and developed a program of items and projects that we worked with the participants on what they needed and what they wanted. Sounds good. Did you receive any community support for this program? So we actually um, worked with the Illawarra Police, who were fabulous, um, and they provided a lot of support. Uh, We worked with the Illawarra Health Centre, Shoalhaven Health Centre. So a lot of uh, community members. We asked for mentors local businesses. So uh, it was really a community effort. It sounds, uh, it sounds like there's a lot of fabulous input for some, from some big community support groups, which is amazing. And how did you actually come up with the topics for this workshop? So we applied for a grant through the uh, Office for Women and we actually went to uh, the guys and girls, I should say, at um, Flagstaff and asked them what they wanted assistance with. Um, Then we worked with um, Shannon Clancy, who's one of our support facilitators, and his mum's a psychologist, and we came up with something called the Wellness Wheel, and we put what the wants were against needs, particularly in a COVID environment. Like, everyone last year was very scared what COVID was going to do. So we really wanted to provide confidence and support to the women with disability. And I also believe there's an online content being developed for this as part of the program. There is. So because of COVID and the keep recurring lockdowns, uh, we wanted to give our women something that they could have on their phone or home computers so they could access it if they felt sad or alone or just needed a boost. So we're developing uh, seven different online workshops, the podcasts, And there's a lot of tools and techniques on there as well. Anything from a few breathing techniques to some yoga poses. It's amazing how online content has become so crucial these days, especially with COVID, and it's kind of expanding into real world, you know, things that everyone needs to have to be able to move forward and to grow. So during this process... What did you witness during the course of the program? Did you get any feedback or comments from participants or anything like that? Sure did. So we um, had small groups, so anywhere between eight to ten women at the face-to-face groups that we were allowed when COVID lockdown stopped. And what we witnessed was a lot of them started telling us information about what was happening at home or what they needed help with. So it was anything from gaining self-confidence to talk about problems at home or um, celebrations even. A lot of people with disability don't know how to express themselves. So we got that expression and we got that confidence. So we tried to use creative topics such as, you know, um, we did a paint and sip. Oh, that sounds so we, good. <laughs> well, we actually... Um, went to the paint and sip workshop at Wollongong, we drew sunflowers, but I also had a, a police woman there who strategically started assisting people in that room. So, you know, there was one woman who lived by herself who wanted some security ideas. There was another one who wasn't handling a relationship very well. So 
to those women, they had access to a policewoman and they weren't scared. Did you find a lot of the participants walked away with a newfound confidence to move forward? Absolutely. I think they let their hair down in a way and they let down those barriers. You know, sometimes with a partner you don't know how to talk about something if it's a female problem. Mm. Um, So they were very willing to do that. Uh, Things like lots of questions are being asked. So we had a cyber safety workshop. Um, We had one with the cyber safety police and we had one um, with the Illawarra Health and Shoalhaven Health Centres. So different questions that, you know, they didn't want to ask anyone because it sounded stupid to them, Mm. but it was a very valuable point. Yeah. Um, So I think confidence was the main thing that really came out. Um, They want more of this, so it must have worked somehow. Oh, it sounds sounds like an absolutely amazing, fabulous concept. And we'll come back to Alison shortly. We have Shannon Clancy, Flagstaff employee. Welcome, Shannon. Thank you. How long have you actually worked at Flagstaff? I've been employed at the Flagstaff Group since 2016, and during that time, my primary role has been a support facilitator. So, what does your day to day look like? Good what? question. Now that um, you know, in the middle of COVID, <laughs> uh, but prior to that. Uh, Flagstaff runs a range of life skill and development programs uh, and they're held in the evening. So I overlook um, getting the engagement of our guys, whether that be cooking and dining, learner driver, um, literacy and numeracy, skill building, uh, development programs, such like that. That sounds fantastic. So tell me how you came to be involved in this Powering Up program and why the need? Like, did you identify some gaps where women living with disability need skills and education to make informed decisions? Yeah, look, absolutely. Um, Alison came to me about nine, ten months ago and said, oh, you know, there's a grant up for grabs, you know, is, is, that, is there a need there? And um, Alison and I created a couple of focus groups and, and we went through what does it mean to be empowered? How, how do we uh, reach out to our audience, in particular uh, women with disabilities, and assess what's missing? Um, so what we did, uh, we created the wellness wheel um, and with that we were able to look at the different aspects of what it means to be well and be able to deliver that uh, in 10 workshops. So regarding wellness and psychology, is this something that you're schooled in to bring this element into it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so the wellness wheel has eight aspects that encompasses what it means to be well. Uh, so when we look at the wellness wheel, we've got our emotional, environmental, financial, intellectual, occupational, physical, social and spiritual. So what we did was we really broke that down and looked at what Flagstaff currently delivers and what's missing. Um, So we were able to get a couple of the women who engaged in the program and pick their brains. uh, And with that, we came up with uh, Empowering Up Women's Program. That is brilliant. And did did you discover any skills that they particularly wanted to learn? Yeah, definitely. The first session we delivered was very focused on eating well, looking well and feeling well. So we were able to um, get a yoga instructor down. We looked at the nutritional values of what it means to eat well uh, and really look at, you know, it's one thing to say, oh, I'm eating healthy, but what's the food groups behind that? What's the nutritional value? And I think the women who attended that session were able to go, wow, you know, this is really eye-opening. You know, it's not just a salad. There's protein, there's nutrients, there's all different values in there as well. long gone are the salad days. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Salads are good for you, though. Yes, we don't make friends with salad. (laughs) No, that's right. And what did you witness during the course of the program? Like, did you get any feedback on growth or comments from the participants? So after each session, we delivered surveys, and that became really, really really, uh, I guess, powerful data because we were able to track where the gaps were that we were, um, I guess, trying to focus on and also what the women had already had in their lived experience. So we, we wanted to tailor it not assuming that everyone had the same lived experience and that was quite difficult. So our um, our surveys at the end of the program were able to make sure that we were on track to deliver the next program. That is brilliant. Is this something like from your personal perspective Mm. that you see continuing, do you think this program will be something that could continue year after year? If we look at uh, the participants who 
have already engaged versus maybe new faces next year, I think there's definitely a need. Um, that be purely because of the factors I've already mentioned, lived experience. So when we talk about lived experience, we need to, I guess, recognise that we all come from different abilities, backgrounds, and it's, it's really interesting seeing that group dynamic when you get all of those people together. Uh, and I think moving forward next year, we might look at um, changing up a couple of the sessions, um, but I think overall it was quite a powerful program, yeah. You also mentioned how you asked the women what they were missing. Mm. So was there anything specific? Yes, yeah, specifically we found a lot of the women, again, their lived experience was saying no for things, standing up and saying no. But our spin or our change of perspective on that was rather than teaching or empowering our women to say no for things they don't want, stand up and say yes for the things that they do want. And that was just a, a sort of a, a really turning point in our program design because it, it, it shifted it from being a negative thing to more of a positive empowerment process. So being able to stand up and speak up for yourself and say yes when I do want things rather than turning down no all the time. And we found that that was really well received. That is fabulous. And yeah. regarding the program, did you receive any particular feedback from yeah. the participants? Um, so, um, as mentioned, we we had um, you know, focus surveys at the end of each each session, and in particular, there was one session where we actually teamed up with Green Connect, and we were, we were able to go down there and um, have a look at all the produce and and how they farm their their um, different vegetables down there. And one of the feedback was that stands out. Um, one of the ladies said that, you know, how important it is to be able to go and do things that you want rather than being forced to do things. And and that, again, was a standout moment because it highlighted, well, why do we do the things that we're not interested in? Why don't we focus on the things that we are interested in? And, and it's just d different outcomes, I suppose. Um, so if, if we're doing things that we're wanting to do, it enables us to feel good about it. And that was the whole um, purpose of our Powering Up program. So they walk away quite enriched. Mm, absolutely, and and um, connected, a, a sense of connection be between the peers who were in the program as well. That is brilliant. Yeah. And for you personally, Shannon, is this program something you see continuing? Oh, with, without a doubt. Um, next year we're in the process of looking at uh, receiving another grant which will enable us to be able to put on a similar program. We're looking at... Uh, sort of, again, basing it around our wellness wheel because that was really well received, but changing the activities that are associated with those outcomes, yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Shannon, thank you so much for My your pleasure. time. My pleasure. Thanks for your time. Hello and welcome to Flagstaff's Women's Powering Up program. Today with me in the studio, I have Isabel and Isabel is actually the owner of the Hair Lounge. Welcome, Isabel. Hi, thanks for having me. Now, why did you offer to facilitate a workshop for Flagstaff's Powering Up program? Well, when Belinda got in touch with me, she just seemed so enthusiastic and so passionate. And I think when you're talking to someone like that, they really get you on their team. And I thought, yeah, this sounds amazing. I was really excited to be part of like something that was going to create some really positive change. I love, I love it when someone's energy inspires you to jump on the bandwagon, which is fabulous. And explain in detail what your workshop was about. And I gather it would have something to do with hair. <laughs> yes. So we did a hair, makeup and beauty uh, workshop. So it was everything from hair hygiene, what to expect when you're going to a hair salon, to how to maintain your makeup brushes and what skincare routine you should be doing. That is brilliant. Did you look at colours as well, like what colours would suit people with makeup or things like that? Or was it more the basics? More basics because there was a lot of women. So we sort of had to, um, you know, make it apply to everyone. That is fabulous. And how did you find the experience? Ah, it was so much fun. I started off a little bit nervous because you don't really know what to expect. And I thought, have I prepared enough? And But we just really went with the flow and everyone was just there to have a really good time and... Yeah, it was it was really fun. Now, did you actually witness anything while conducting this workshop, like um, hear any stories or any general comments, you know, from the participants? Yeah, well, these women are so willing to share and build connections. So there was lots of conversation, lots of back and forth. 
uh, at one stage we had a braiding train. So I taught some of the women how to do braiding um, and they just all started braiding each other's hair and we were like in this one big circle braiding hair. So that was really fun. Wow. So it was like, was there just chairs around a circle or was it like... Yeah, they're all just standing up and... Wow, yeah. that is brilliant. <laughs> that is absolutely brilliant. And did you have any props or anything to help with this? Yeah, I brought a... Dolly's head to sort of demonstrate some things and then uh, we had gift bags for everyone as well so everyone got some shampoo and conditioner a styling product a brush everyone went home with something fun oh that sounds absolutely fabulous <laughs> and for you personally uh, what did you get out of this um, you know working with women with disability yeah I think the best thing for me was it's always a really good reminder when you're hanging out with people that live with a disability how much we actually have in common. Uh, I think sometimes we can forget because it can feel like we live in very separate worlds. So it can be a little bit nerve-wracking, like, oh, I don't want to say the wrong thing or accidentally insult anyone. Or, But then when you're there and you're with these beautiful women and you just think, oh, like, yeah, we talked about our nephews and our nieces and our jobs and all the things that we have in common, like any other person that you would talk to and meet for the first time, you know, you build on those things. I we. think that is a fantastic, you know, experience to encounter and I think being a part of this project is fabulous. Would you do something like this again? Oh, I would love to, absolutely. Well, Isabel, thank you so much for joining us here today. Thank you. With me, I have Julie Scull, who is a facilitator for Flagstaff's gym. Julie, welcome. Hi, thanks, Marina. Thanks for having me. Now, what were you doing before you came to Flagstaff? So, I was working at Fernwood, which is an all-ladies gym. I was there for 15 years as a personal trainer, nutrition and fitness coach. Wow. And why did you actually offer to facilitate this workshop for Flagstaff's Powering Up program? So, well, I came to Flagstaff about 12 months ago and just in seeing a lot of our female participants, I felt like there was a need for this. So when they, they came up with the idea to actually do it, I was quite excited. So explain, you said you were quite excited. And so where, why do you think you were excited about it? I feel like in the disability sector there's a lot of need for this type of thing for, for ladies with disabilities. Even as just a female myself, I feel like we all need that bit of help and it's always good to have girlfriends and that type of thing. And I find there's a little bit of a, a lack of support in, in that side of things. So to have these ladies being able to do all these different cover all these different topics and different things each week was quite good. And then for me to be able to do the yoga and the cooking, it was it was very good. Well, that, that brings me to my next question. Um, explain in detail what your workshop encased. The first, the first workshop was what I covered, which was yoga, meditation and some cooking. So I had about 10 or 12 ladies in my first class and we just basically focused on breathing, doing some stretching. None of us were very good at it. But we, we had fun um, and we had ladies there with all sorts of dis different disabilities but we all gave it our best shot. And then we ended that with about 10 minutes meditation which was quite nice and relaxing and a lot of the ladies weren't used to that as well. So we had one young girl actually fall asleep at the end. Are you serious? Which that was is quite great. hilarious. Yes, I even was trying to push her and wake her up and she was gone for the count. So she was like, I'm not getting up. No. So we finally, <laughs> we left her there and then she joined us in the kitchen about 10 minutes later and said that she was just so relaxed and had a busy day that she just fell asleep. Oh, so that's exactly what you yeah, want out of a class. You've was. done your job. <laughs> I, I felt like I'd finished what I needed to do there so yeah so then we went from there into the cooking class and we were making tacos so everyone had a job to do and while we were cooking I put some music on so having a bit of a dance around the kitchen and just girls being girls which is what I loved about it um, and they all were just opening up and answering questions and we had a little bit of a nutritional questionnaire where we'd ask questions and the girls would answer you know just different things like um good eating versus bad eating, 
um, why we need to have good foods for energy, just all that type of thing where they were getting some knowledge and, and we could kind of get a bit of an idea as to what they knew about good eating versus bad eating as well. And the other side of it was they were all opening up about their life and this was a group of ladies that not a lot of them knew each other and some were very quiet and very intimidated but I was fascinated as to how many of these ladies actually opened up as to what was happening in their lives and and making comments and then next minute you could see someone else sitting back and I'm thinking I can see this lady wants to say something so she opened up as to what was happening in her life so I felt like it was just like a safe place for girls having a chat about what's happening in their lives, relationships, jobs, everything. It was a real eye-opener. Wow. Um, so we made our burritos and then we all went and sat outside under a tree with some fairy lights and picnic blanket and ate our tacos. Oh, that sounds so nice. It was awesome. I loved it. And that you answered my next um, question, you know, how did you <laughs> find the experience for you? Oh, how did I find it? I found it... Actually, I found it a bit overwhelming to start with. As a female, it it was overwhelming. I was happy that these ladies were opening up to each other. But I found it sad that they don't have the support that is really needed. And that's what I loved about this group, that they could sit there and, and talk about their boyfriends and, and what's happened and what's happened in their lives and bullying and just different things that they've faced, that they've faced in their life. Yes. Um, so I found that, obviously I found it sad um, that this is happening. I mean, we all hear about, you know, take Britney Spears for example. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows what's going on with her with financial and everything else and yes. depression and where this is happening in our own yards and these these ladies have really not a lot not a lot sorry not many people to talk to it about mm. so i felt like he they knew what happened in that room stayed in that room yes so even ladies that were very apprehensive about opening up did so that made me happy that they were actually getting it out and then i'd have one lady telling us her story and then someone else would be butting in and we're like okay it's my turn now. <laughs> Just you hang on there. <laughs> Let's wait for this lady. But I loved that. So yeah. the experience I got out of it was a mixture, but it made me smile just to sit and watch all these ladies who I would never have thought would have opened up. Yes. And they did. Wow. And to me, that what that is basically what the whole session was about, was just getting these ladies to feel comfortable and... And just have girl fun, you know, just like all girls love to do, you know. You so. know, it's almost like it's it opened a door for them to feel accepted and connected and made them feel quite safe. Very much to so. To just be themselves and be real. That's right. And know they're not alone. That's right, because I think a lot of them did feel that. Wow. That is absolutely mm. amazing. And on that note, because of your experience and seeing all this, were there any general comments from anyone? Were they quite happy? Did they think yoga was funny or fun? Or did you find anyone say anything after the whole experience that they had? They didn't stop. <laughs> <laughs> they loved it. They yeah. really loved it. They, they want to do it again. They want it as an ongoing thing. Like I said, we've done our yoga and stretching and, you know, we weren't that great. But we were having giggles and, you know, we're trying to get our breathing and we were trying to be serious. But they just loved the whole idea of hanging out with girls, being able to be themselves, say what they need to say um, and then listen to someone else's story and and kind of like give them advice on theirs and the friendships that were made as well. And then they were all talking about there was a couple of ladies that were having certain issues and they were actually, okay, so we're going to swap phone numbers and we're going to ring each other up and when we're having a bad day, we're not going to eat, we're going to do this and that. And I was just sitting back smiling, just thinking I cannot believe that these ladies within half an hour are having these connections. Wow. So, yeah. That. That Incredible. just makes me want to cry. It's actually, oh, it's really, really beautiful Very to see much. something like that happening. And it's been a pleasure to actually speak with you mm-hmm. and to find 
out your experience with this whole concept and the Powering Up program is a brilliant idea. It's helped so many women and hearing your story here today has been an absolute blessing. Thank you so much for your time. Oh, thank you. Thanks for um, listening to my story anyway. Thank you. With me, I have Amelia McFarlane, who is a colour stylist and ran the workshop for the women. Welcome, Amelia. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Now, why did you offer to facilitate a workshop for the Flagstaff's Powering Up program? I guess I just love helping all women and I love the diversity in my job. And I just thought, I'd, you know, it was a great opportunity to share the colour love, which I'm so passionate about. Now, tell us a little bit about exactly what you do. Oh, well, basically, I, well, it depends if we're in a lockdown situation or not, <laughs> and I'm doing things over FaceTime or Zoom. But when we're not in lockdown, I kind of do one-on-one sessions generally. I hold workshops too. Mm-hmm. But with my one-on-one sessions, I just go through someone's wardrobe and help them sort of work out what to keep, what to cull, what suits their shape, and then what colours suit them. And I'll go into a bit of colour psychology too and dressing, you know, tapping into how you feel. And really uh, I like helping people tap into their sense of self-expression and yes. to really play with their dress sense. And yeah, like ignite long, that, I guess. How long have you been doing this? Uh, I've been doing it for, oh, good question. I'm terrible with time. Uh <laughs> <laughs> oh look I worked as a commercial stylist for years on fashion shoots and you know editorial and ads and that sort of thing uh, but then personal styling I guess I've only really amped it up maybe in the last sort of three or four years. And um, is that what made you move into the colour side of things just was it something that triggered you oh, to I move studied, towards that? Well I studied at the School of Colour and Design at the Rocks in Sydney and I spent a year just really getting into the nitty-gritty of colour theory. So that, with that under my belt and then working as a commercial stylist, I sort of felt like I blended the two and, and also with my own personal experience of having children, my body changing, I sort of felt like this is a direction for me that just really felt right, just helping people feel good in, yeah. in their own skin. I love it. And so explain in detail what your workshop entailed with these women. Well, I went through basics because I I think you can't underestimate the humble basics for a wardrobe. Yes. So I I talked to all the women about things that they should potentially consider having in their wardrobe just to make getting dressed every day easy. And then we talked a bit about colour psychology because I wanted to encourage them to tap into how they were feeling that day and to address accordingly or how they were craving to feel and to use colour to lift their mood or enhance their mood. And I also sort of gave them all, uh, each woman, two colours that I felt really suited them, just some swatch, like a swatch each. Yes. Um, So they can keep that as a takeaway so that when they've got an event coming up or they're shopping again, they can sort of beeline for those colours knowing that they really suit them. That's great. Bring all their features and their skin tone to life. Uh, And... What else? Did, there was one more thing we covered, and that was um, oh, and organizing your closet. That was the other thing. Yeah, how to organize it so it's really easy to work with every day. I love that. I think that's brilliant. So, for you, how did you find the experience? Oh, I got so much joy out of it. Um, I guess I just because I love, I just love women. I love meeting different people. And just getting a bit of an essence of their personality and then drawing upon that to give them some guidance on how they should dress themselves or how they should use colour. Yeah. So it was just really fun. And I guess there was, it was just, um, just found the experience just so refreshing because all the answers were so just honest and from the heart and there was no inhibition and it was just, yeah, it was just really beautiful to be part of it. Oh, that's brilliant. So while you were doing this workshop, did you actually witness anything or um, hear any general comments from the women about how much they were enjoying it or what they got out of it personally? I think it was just a general feeling that they were enjoying it. Yeah. Just by the, the, the mood in the room, like the atmosphere and the laughs and smiles and it just sort of flowed and 
I just, I, I got a sense that everyone was just getting a lot of joy out of the experience. Do you feel, yeah. do you feel like some of these women walked away with a little bit more fashion sense or confidence? I think so, especially even just giving tools like the basics to get in your wardrobe, just to make getting dressed every day easy. Yeah. And then talking about the colour, I just think it got people excited about using colour and yeah. how to use colour and, yeah, I feel like... Um, I struck a chord there with the women. Can I can I ask? Um, with these women, did did they know what colour suited them when you started working with them? Did you find they were shy of colour, like scared to use colour, or did you find they were excited to, I suppose, experiment and have you know put it all out there? Oh, it was a bit of both. Some women were definitely reserved and others were just didn't hold back with how much they love colour and what, <laughs> what colours they felt drawn to and why. Yeah, I think yeah. that's brilliant. And for you personally, um, what did you get out of it working with people with disabilities? I just found the whole experience so uplifting and refreshing. Yeah. And I think it was just there was no inhibition. There was no holding back. Yeah. So do you I find... You, do you find with, say, your normal clients, are they a little bit more reserved or they? Definitely. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot more walls up that I have to kind of help people feel relaxed and, and um, share with me, you know, why they're afraid of colour or why yeah. they feel self-conscious. Yeah. Whereas in this experience, it was sort of the opposite. That's that's really good to know, actually. Mm, and yeah. I think we need all, we all need a little bit of that, you know, less inhibition and you know yeah. just put it put ourselves out there. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, because I think that's the thing about um, the color is sort of almost tuning into your inner child in a sense. Because when we're young, we're so much more free, obviously, with our use of color. And yes, and so as we get older, that we kind of I don't know the walls, the layers appear and then suddenly you're fearful of it and yeah well yeah. I think I think what you do Amelia is absolutely brilliant and for you to offer this workshop to these women would have inspired them and opened their eyes and excited them about how they can live their lives and it's a different facet of their life that they yes. put out there and yeah. it helps them build courage and confidence to to feel free to be themselves I think exactly. that, that's what I love about what you do. The, you know, it's colour confidence. It's yes. being yourself, you know. Yes, and, yes. you know, I'm just grateful to have this opportunity to interview you and find out your take on this and how these women, you know, see, saw themselves after this workshop. So um, if there was anything you could say to, yeah. to say, push these types of workshops forward, what would you offer? What would you say? Uh, I just think keep, I like the idea of anyone that has a passion or a skill set in something like I have with colour yes. to share it. Yeah. And especially when it's linked to feeling good yes. or tapping into a sense of creativity or a sense of peace that comes with being creative. So, yeah, I, I like the idea of anyone that, um has that works in that realm that's connected to feeling good about yourself to therefore offer to women with disabilities whatever their skill set is yeah i think that's brilliant and, amelia yeah. thank you so much for your time it's been an absolute pleasure thank you With me now, I have Kim Sattler, who works at the Illawarra Women's Health Centre, and Kim facilitated the Happy Relationships and Cyber Safety Workshops. Welcome, Kim. Thank you. Now, why did you offer to facilitate a workshop for Flagstaff's Powering Up program? Um, I work for a women's health centre. We focus on um, helping women of all ages, and I'm a specialist disability and domestic violence worker. So for the last six years, I've been working in this space in the Illawarra, and my job is to work with women with disabilities to help them navigate a safer path in their life. So whether it's relationships, whether it's family, whether it's dealing with bureaucracy, boyfriends, and the wonderful new world of online relationships. Oh, yes, that yes. is a wonderful new world. Yes. So 
explain in detail what your workshop was about for this program. Um, first of all, trying to help them identify what the difference between a healthy relationship and an unhealthy relationship is. So we get them to draw on their current life experience and their their ideas about what a relationship would look like and then we go through what are the features of an unhealthy relationship. Now what you'll find with women with disabilities is that nearly all of them have had the latter experience at least once. They oh. have the highest rate. 90% of women with disabilities have experienced some form of abuse or sexual assault or violence. That is really sad. Yeah, and it's like I was pretty shocked when I first saw that research has held pretty much the same figures for the last five years. And but once I started working just exclusively with women with disabilities, it absolutely was evidenced by I do straw polls every group that I do who's had a bad experience what what was it like um most of them are I'm very good at build building rapport with a group because this is very normalized for me I talk about this stuff all the time and what I wanted to do was give those women in the in the Flagstaff group just the opportunity to not feel ashamed or embarrassed but let's work together on what the solutions are to navigate a healthy relationship. And we are very much into empowerment of women. Um, we are a feminist organisation, so it's really involved in everything that we do. And we felt that women with disabilities are really denied a lot of space around these issues of sexual health, relationships, violence. They get shut down a lot by people who think that they're not... They don't need to talk about it. They don't need to be told about it. They don't need to discuss it with other people. It's actually a real shame that they're in that situation. So when you give, when you open the door, the floodgates open usually. Um, so the the skill is just making sure that you create a safe space for everybody, and make sure that the confidentiality. And no talking outside this group um, about anything that anyone's brought up. Don't feel ashamed if something bad's happened to you um, because this is the reality for women in your demographic. Yes, so for you personally, being involved in this, how did you find this experience? Oh, it was a wonderful group. They were just a delight. So they, I can tell from their eye movements and their whole way they're connecting with me, whether they're going to tell me something. And so we had all kinds of situations revealed within the group. Um, they were all incredibly supportive and empathic towards one another. And I find this with people with disabilities. I do work with men as well and I find exactly the same thing with the male group because they also experience similar things. So they actually understand what it is to be exploited and bullied. So they know how the other person feels. Mm -hmm. And did you actually witness anything while conducting the workshop? Like you mentioned you noticed in their eyes when something would grab them, body language. Did anyone make any comments without revealing too much, like from the participants, how much they really appreciated what you had to offer? Uh, yes, it was really evident. Well, that there were several stories quite dramatic stories that were told within the group and um, people often find it hard to start that story so the others were actually being really incredibly supportive um, in encouraging each other to feel comfortable. So we discussed several situations which were experienced by the women in the group um, and everyone put, had some input into helping resolve how that how do we make sure that doesn't happen again? What did you learn from that situation? What do we know about the difference between healthy and unhealthy relationships? We had one young woman who was seriously scammed online um, and we're bringing that up all the time with people because the scams are just getting more and more sophisticated. So with the workshop that you conducted, besides explaining, you know, the things that they would be dealing with on the online, you know, society or in the online world, you would 
did you actually give them real world solutions to help them, in, you know, to help them through each and Absolutely, every situation? Yeah. And gave them resources around who could help them. So one of the key things when you're dealing with people who are not used to, say, using dating sites or um, using social media is to actually find them a buddy who can actually help guide. Sometimes the buddy will be somebody within their extended family or it could be a support worker, like the, the workers at Flagstaff will be discussing these things with their clients all the time because everyone's everyone's trying to navigate this space safely mm. um also to put them in touch with me because you can ring me up and ask the silliest questions you've ever imagined and we will try to work it through so we we do a lot of working with people on facebook on text on whatsapp whatever medium is enabling them to get help that's fabulous. So we, we also help them navigate ringing phone lines, like how that works, what would happen. So if you're really, really stuck, you can ring up a helpline and get information about this. Mm. Don't go ahead and do something when you're not sure mm. and get burnt in the process. Oh, it is very scary. It's so easy to get burnt, whether you have a disability or not. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, like... Online dating just blows my mind. Luckily, I don't have to do it, but, <laughs> but I have heard everything now. And it doesn't matter what age group you're talking about. It doesn't matter whether you've got a disability or not. It is a very dangerous space because there's some really strange people oh. in that space. There are also a whole lot of good people who are genuinely trying mm. to date because this is the way you date now. These days. You know, I've got adult children. That's all they've ever known, really, apart from when they were really early teenagers. Yes. Everything in their world has been done online. So I've gone through the – but I haven't had to do it, but I go through the journey with a whole lot of clients and it is really scary. Oh, I can imagine. So for you personally, did you learn anything about the people – that you worked with regarding their disability? Yes, I did. I actually, there was a sight-impaired client and so I really learned a whole lot more about technology, voice-activated technology on her phone that enabled her to be able to do a whole lot of things. And, like, I, I hold the phone up and say, look, I don't go anywhere without my phone. <laughs> I love my phone. I love social media. Um, and... It's in a wonderful piece of technology, but at the same time, it is a tracking device. It is dangerous when you don't know what you're doing. And it is actually a very complex computer that you may not understand how many functions it actually has. And we, you know, I say, so it's good and bad. Like everything else, it's good and bad. And in this client's case, that technology is life-saving for her. It means she can keep connected in the world that everyone's operating in despite the fact that she is blind and she has no vision at all so she really relies on all those tools that exist now and it's a wonderful thing because it means she can do all kinds she can work she can talk to her friends in other states or across the world she can get emails and they're converted in a way that she can actually get she doesn't have to wait for somebody to read things for her yeah. which is what her older peers would have had to do. Yes. So that was great because it's not, there's nothing like seeing it hands-on. So she was really glad to come and show me, this is how I do this, this is how I do that, this is how I get this message. And that was really great learning for and me. That would have been fabulous for her because it would have given her a level of independence and not totally. having to have someone there constantly doing it for her. Like I give people advice about first dates. I give them advice about how much information to reveal early on, on in the, in the exchange. Yes. How to do a bit of investigative work about who you're talking to. Don't – if someone tells you this relationship is totally secret and you're not allowed to tell anyone – Warning sign number one. Yes, the red light. The are red on. light mm -hmm. is on. Mm -hmm. um, so, and you know, you will see when you quote certain things that perpetrators have actually said to women, 
you will always get someone in any group who will say, yes, that's what was said to me. Oh, my goodness. Like it's – I haven't had a situation yet and I've run hundreds of groups where I haven't had that. So I tell a lot of personal stories that have actually occurred to real people without any identification but I just talk about the circumstance that happened and how we resolved that, how we sorted that out, who could help them. Sometimes you can't tell your parents some of these things. If you've got 80-year-old parents who really don't know how a mobile phone works or a smartphone, they may have an old-school mobile phone, but they don't know how a smartphone works. Mm -hmm. They don't know anything about social media. They don't know anything about online dating. You're just not going to be going and discussing. It's not it, – it is too hard to actually navigate that. And there are a lot of adult people with disabilities who haven't got safe people to talk to about this stuff. But there's nothing stopping them going and going online. Yeah. Oh um, I talk about porn online as well because everybody else in their life doesn't want to talk about it. But again, it's a two-second operation to go and look. Yes. Like anybody can work out how to do that. And sometimes it's just by putting the wrong search word in the... Oh, I know. And then you get a pop-up and it's too late. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. So we've got to share this. This information should not be secret from people with disabilities. Mm. They've got to live in the same world as everybody else. They're doing and thinking and feeling all the same things. Yes. They have a right to have a sexual life. They have a right to have you know, somebody else who cares about them and they need the tools to find out how to do that safely, Mm. just like anybody does. So, Kim, for people that are listening to this podcast, if anyone needed your help, where do they find you? You can ring the landline at Illawarra Women's Health Centre, which is 4255-6800. You can find us on a Facebook page and you can send us a private message um, and I give any clients that I make contact with have got my mobile number. So, um, and I do feel some pretty funny questions at times. But if you've got no one else to talk to about these things, then I'm your girl. Fabulous. Kim, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you very much. Thanks. With me right now, I have Diane Weir and Emily Frost, who are actually Flagstaff participants. Diane and Emily attended the workshops and both have stories to tell. Welcome, ladies. Hi. Hi. It's good to have you both here. Now, I'm going to start with you, Diane. Why did you actually join the program? I just um, I, I thought the activities sounded fun and interesting and appealing and right up my alley. That sounds good. What about you, Emily? Well, I wanted to, I wanted to um, make myself a better person and um, be around other women. Can I ask what were you hoping to get out of the workshops, Diane? Uh, just um, learning new things and socialising with the women I work with and getting to know them a bit more. And what about you, Emily? Well, I wanted to learn new skills and yeah. um, and kind of grow and yeah and, and socialize yeah i think i think programs like this are built for connection and socializing and and can i ask what programs did you both find the best i liked um the green connect at port kembla where we, we um had the chance to plant our vegetables oh i like that actually i started my own little herb garden the other day it feels good what about you emily what did you love the best out of the programs well i like the sipping the sipping paint oh i'd never i've never painted before so, so the first time painting it was the first time painting and yeah. i, I love uh, i love the um Having having a drink as well. Yeah, Ooh. it was alcoholic, wasn't it? Alcoholic? No, not alcoholic. Not alcoholic. It doesn't I was, matter. It was, I was still drunk. <laughs> You're probably drunk on life. You know, it's, it sounds like you had a great time actually. Yeah, and we also we all we both liked the high tea. Oh, you had high tea as well. High tea was brilliant. Oh, my goodness. At Ravensthorpe in Albion Park. And we got all dressed up. Oh, that sounds beautiful. Did you get photos taken as well? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that sounds so nice. There's nothing nicer than 
dressing up and having a beautiful place to go for a bite to eat. And high tea at Ravensthorpe sounds absolutely fantastic. And can I ask, out of the skills that you both learned, are you using any of the skills you've learned since the workshop finished? Well, I learned a bit about cyber safety and also budgeting and financial skills. So is there a day that you don't spend anything? Oh, yes. And then you should like try and double that. Or and then you and so by the on the days you're not spending, do you double the money and you spend it on another day, <laughs> <laughs> or do you save it? Oh, try and save it. Yeah, that sounds good. What about you, Emily? Well, I've been. It was the cyber safety and the and the budgeting. Uh-huh. But the, uh huh. But I've I've actually made up a, a, a personal budget myself. So oh, that's I'm brilliant. Like, but I, I I can't do any no spend days because. I have to have a coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I have to have my coffee every day. I hear you. I need a coffee every day as well. It's hard. And, and even though it's under $5 to get a cup of coffee, but you still end up spending something. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so can I ask you both, how did you find, you know, the program in the sense that did you feel you made connections? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, it was very much connected yeah we were, we were we were all connected in the fact that we would um we would work together but doing the um doing the the, the workshop workshop it was connection a little bit further yeah like we could make friendships yeah and we share our stories I together think, i think that's so beautiful because it's it can be a lonely place you know when you're dealing say with a disability and people kind of alienate people with disabilities and think that you know you don't understand the real world but you're in the real world living the real world just like everybody else yeah and, and it's a lot it's it's that double harder too yeah or that doubly harder because we have to strive to be normal you have to it's almost like you have to prove yourself yeah whereas every day with programs like this it opened a door for you to come out of your shell. Mm-hmm. Opened a door for you to be seen. Yeah. And opened a door for you to establish, like you said, friendships and relationships. And and have you all swapped phone numbers and keep in touch now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we do. <laughs> and it's great. And I suppose it makes you realise you're not alone and that you have got someone to talk to. Yeah. Because you all understand each other and everything you've gone through. Yeah, we can relate to each other. Yeah, I think that's fabulous. And and would you ladies like to see this program continue? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. And is there, out of all the workshops that you did, is there anything else you'd like to see in a workshop that oh. hasn't happened? Oh, definitely um, poetry classes. Oh, that's a great or, idea. Or creative writing. Yeah. Actually, that is a good idea. We'll make sure they know about it too. So. Yeah. <laughs> or that going to the awesome. art gallery. Oh, yeah. Maybe excursions. Yeah. Excursions, yeah. like you said, to the art gallery. Mm-hmm. It'll be good. Yeah. <laughs> I want to go yeah. everywhere. Yeah. I yeah. know. Oh, don't worry. I <laughs> yeah. want to travel too, but I can't go anywhere at the yeah. moment. <laughs> yeah, we'll be back. <laughs> we'll be back. Well, yeah. ladies, it's been an absolute pleasure to speak with you both, Diane and Emily. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Thank you're, you. Wel- you're welcome. With me in the studio is Meg Sullivan from Flagstaff and Meg is actually a support worker who has accompanied the women of many of the workshops. Welcome Meg. Thank you for having me. Now how long have you actually been working with Flagstaff? About a year and a half now so not too long. And what type of work do you actually do? I support people one-on-one and um, I absolutely love what I do. It brings me a lot of joy. And how did you come to be a part of this project? I was actually just asked if I was available and, of course, I'm a yes person, so yes. (laughs) (laughs) And, yeah. And so by being a part of the project, did you identify any gaps where women living with a disability needed skills and education? Yes, I did. Um... There was a lot of people that had no idea how to like communicate what they were feeling and Flagstaff brought a place of 
where people could feel comfortable and know that they're not alone in certain problems that they were having. It sounds it sounds like a, a brilliant idea. And what did you actually witness during the course of the program? Like, did you receive any particular feedback or comments from participants? You did, yes. Um, so a lot, a lot of people came together. I saw a lot of like um, a sense of community, and um, women were just there for each other, and which was actually really beautiful to see. Like it was very empowering, and I mean, not even just for them, for me as well, to see um, that people just loved being together and. Did you find a lot of the participants previous to being part of this program were craving connection? I think so, yes. I can't say for sure, um, but from what I've seen, yes, that it brought people together to make friends and I think that's what a lot of people got out of it as well. Yeah, and I think during COVID it would have been a difficult time and so having something like this, especially for you as a support worker, as you mentioned, it would have been great for you. So did you learn anything from the workshop? I did. Um, so there was one about cyber safety, which I was actually take home, was able to take home and work with my kids on that because I had previously had problems in the past. Cyber safety. Cyber yeah. safety <laughs> with, my ki- with my eldest daughter. So it was good that I learned that and I could take it home and show her. And how did your daughter respond to that? Was she pretty positive with this um yes but she's 15 (laughs) (laughs) only so much with teenagers (laughs) (laughs) so regarding the cyber safety for the participants in the group did you find they were very open to this and they felt safety and felt secure knowing this yes i think so um it I think they, like me, didn't know a lot about it and it actually opened their eyes at what could happen. There was actually one participant, Lorinda, who actually knew a lot about it and she was able to teach us as well, not just only the person who came in to talk to us about it. Yeah, That's brilliant. And do you think the Power Up program is valuable for women with disability? Oh, definitely, yeah. I think, I mean, not just for people with a disability, I think for all women it should be, yeah, something where someone can come look forward to, get together. I mean, we ate, we um, had a, not drink wine or anything like that, but, <laughs> oh, but like I, I did, had drinks. I, I did hear there was a paint and sip version. <laughs> yes, I, unfortunately I didn't get to do that one. <laughs> um, I had something else on. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it brought people together and... Um, like I said before, it was a, a safe place for them to come and um, talk about what they needed to talk about and take home information that they, they could use in their everyday lives. And as a support worker, was there anything particular that came out of it from a participant that um, they'd like to look forward to, say, for another workshop? Was there something brought up that they would like to see more of? Uh, yes, the cooking the, and the healthy living um, that was our first session and I thought that was fantastic because, like I said, it brought everyone together. We are having laughs in the kitchen and yeah. Yeah, it was just absolutely fantastic and I actually um, taught them how to – so we did a bit of meditation at the end of that and it taught them how to relax themselves and – and I think that's perfect, especially with everything that's going on with yes, COVID. So yes. there's probably it been a lot of anxious taught people. Me as well because, I mean, I was having trouble sleeping and um, it opened my eyes to meditation and now I just put on the meditation that um, is a talk sleep down. So Oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah, it helps me go to sleep and relax myself because you know, I've got four kids. So <laughs> <laughs> You definitely need to relax after four kids. <laughs> Yes, that's for oh, sure. Well, Meg, it's been a pleasure to have you Thank a part you. of the Powering Up Women's Program and it's a fabulous concept and something I believe that will continue and you would love to continue to be a part of. I would definitely love to be a part of it all. Thanks for your time, Meg. Thank you for having me.
We welcome back Alison Turner to discuss how you can help support Flagstaff's Powering Up Women's program. Regarding these workshops and now that they're concluded, what's the next step for Flagstaff and the program? So um, the workshop the workshop part concluded with high tea. So the women had never actually gone to a high tea before and we made them dress up and we provided dresses for those that didn't have it. So we started a clothes library. Um, so we dressed them up and we had a beautiful time at high tea, both in the Shoalhaven and the Illawarra. And we gained more feedback of what they wanted. So they wanted things like self-defence. They wanted more workshops on makeup and how to present themselves. So we actually have applied for another grant for the women's program. At the same time, we did win a small grant for a community wellbeing program, a mental health program. Congratulations. So we'll be doing that. Thank you. And then um, thanks to our friends at uh, West Silawarra, they're funding a men's program called The Modern Man. Wow. So what we're doing to the females, we really want to do to the men as well. And that would be about camping and sports activities um, and really getting down to nature, using that that base to help them. What a fabulous program, especially for the guys as well. And regarding this, what messages would you like to send to the wider community and how they could offer their services or help? So we're always looking for people to help facilitate. You know, we don't have the skills for everything. So if there's a business out there who has a special skill set or an opportunity to sponsor a program or give a gift because the gifts are those memories and triggers the brain, um, we'd love to hear from them. Um, We need skills, we need mentors and we need support. And if anyone wanted to support you, who do they need to contact? If they just contact marketing at the Flagstaff Group and we can get in contact with them and bring them on the journey with us. That sounds fabulous. Thank you so much, Alison, for your time. And I, we honestly believe that the Powering Up Women's Program and Men's Program is going to make a huge difference in our community. Thank you. Thank you. We believe it already has. 